show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. Uh, we're you know, talking about costumes and stuff. And, uh, look at this. A moment in time captured forever. Oh, you got the green screen. I do. I have the green So you now all know that Paul actually has a brick wall behind him. And everyone else has a green screen. So... The pre-progenitor of, 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 of the, the, the Thursday, Thursday show brick wall, Paul Murphy. Murphy. Paul Murphy. This, is, this is gonna be an awesome show here. I can tell. Thank you very much for tuning in live. If you did, if you're listening to us after the fact, we do this live each and every Thursday, talking about the biggest and the best tournaments coming up all over the world over the weekend. We're gonna tell you what the meta is. We're gonna talk about a little bit about how to how to engage it, uh, and then you know basically how these players are gonna be tackling it. My name is Paul Murphy, your host, joined by Dustin Hinshaw. I did not have to make P. And Adam Camilleri. Hey, hey, double Aussie goodness coming at you. Bang, bang. We, the, we're talking about three <laughs> events. A couple of them are actually going to be in Australia. Look, Australia's basically taking over the world for Hammer 40,000. That's it. All Everyone else not allowed to play 40K. Australia is the only place allowed to play 40K now. It's obvious we are superior. We have stamped our authority upon this game. You all need to cease and then ask us for permission. I, I do wow. like that, you know, asserting some, uh, some authority there, but... You know, I think that we uh, we can challenge that, and we see, actually see that being challenged all over the world. 40k, play it all. What do you say? Hey, hey, 40k, 40k every day. Hey, 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 hey. Play 40k every day. There we go. I did just enough change to not infringe. Yes, I, I, I did an homage. You did I won't the original. Be se- I won't be sending my suite of high high price lawyers to to knock on your door, your basement door. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got a big show. To, like I said, I mentioned this. Uh, before we do that, I want to make sure you check out our sponsors, Frontline Gaming Network. I think they just put up some uh, new uh, pre-colored terrain. You don't want to miss it. One of the coolest ways to power up your tabletop is to go and check it out uh, and get that stuff on the table. Get playing faster. Make well, they've gone to they've gone to the next level with this stuff now. You can ask. You can now get the color you want on the terrain. Like you can, there's, there's, you can order the terrain you want in the color that'll match the match, the mat that you own or that you want to purchase. And so it's like the, they're just like next level this terrain series again. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we have a, uh, a nice shout out in the chat that says in Kansas City, got to go get some wings uh, from a place called the Peanut, and both of those things sound great. And so yes, let me know where it is. Hopefully it's near the hotel. We'll be going there, talking about the U.S. Open Series coming up later on this year. Definitely going to be there checking that out. But look, we got to jump into some of this coverage. It's only an hour show. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Roll for Damage uh, Grand Tournament, Battle in the Bush, and the Trash Ticks <laughs> GT. You can see why they made the show. Instantly. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. I can't wait. Uh, we're actually going right to uh, the Damage GT from Adelaide in South Australia, Australia. If you didn't know we're South Australia, I guess technically I shouldn't say that it just happens always had to be Australia, but South Australia is indeed in Australia. Uh, this tournament, formerly the Adelaide Warhammer Grand Tournament, uh, 40K Grand Tournament, has been rebranded in honor of the late Andy Damage Penn. Love to see that community uh, bonded together like that. Uh, Adam, you may have some some more insights to that. Yeah, um, we, we everyone just called him Damage. I didn't even know his name was andy until after he'd passed away unfortunately i just call him damage pen or just damage and he was he was a hell of a character he was a larrikin as we'd say in australia as in he was big boisterous 
bloke um used to play for the the state team the state um uh in the national competition he'd play and represent south australia on a couple of occasions one of the stronger players in the region he was like a mercurial guy he'd play really off the meta stuff and you'd think oh this list is bad and then he would do and make magic happen with it he rolled like a god and he was is going to be very missed by the south australian community so in honor of him uh roll for damage uh 72 players hopefully you'll roll really well that weekend in honor of him well, it's a six-round event. Going to be plenty of opportunities to do that. And I want to say the hashtag doing it right is that mm-hmm. they have all listed their factions, which makes it easier on us. That is one thing. Look, we are – we. well, I say we. Uh, Adam combs the tournaments trying to find <laughs> the best and the biggest and the brightest. Uh, and you make it easier on him and then therefore transition it you know, easier on us uh, Straight to, up. to talk about it on the air. The hate level, the, the hate level, and the bile that rises in my gullet. The less less people that list their factions means the less likely I am to cover. We are to cover your event straight up. It yeah, takes it me is. so many more minutes. Every person who doesn't list their faction pretty much takes like thirty seconds of my life. <laughs> wow, it, it sucks. That's the, sh- That's the way. You guys feel guilty now for not putting you in a list? You should. Man, well, there's some events that are like 30%, a third or half of them don't list factions. And they just happen to be the biggest event that weekend. So we have to cover it. And then I'm like, well, here's like literally 45 minutes of my life gone um, just because you don't list your faction. There we go. Make it easy. Look, providing the service for for the people here, uh, you know, do what you can. Dustin, you want to tell us what we're going to be seeing at the tournament? I would love to tell you what we're seeing at the tournament. The Imperial, we are starting off with a Legio, Legio Titanicus. It's got to be a Warhound. What? Warhound, right? His, his army list was just a picture of his Warhound with, <laughs> yes! with F Tau written on the side of his Warhound. And I'm like, you're a fucking legend. You were oh. getting- <laughs> That's PG. PG. We got PG 13. We get one. Yeah, I said F, so, but yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Dodge, duck and weave. Dodge. Duck and weave that PG rating. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> that, that, that. That is the the best move I've ever seen, just putting a picture of the one model. That is, that's list. strong. I, I respect that. that. I love that. Yeah. Mad, mad respect. Uh, there's also four sisters, three custodes, one admech, two astromilitarium, three gray knights, and two imperial knights. Although with, with uh, Warhound there, those Imperial Knights just kind of pale in comparison at this point. I mean, like, why, why even show up at the table with that, right? Space Marines, there's two Dark Angels, two Space Wolves, two Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, three Black Templar, and two Iron Hands. Black Templar taking the podium of the Space mm. Marines Superfaction being represented. The Chaos Superfaction, there's eight Chaos Space Marines, 3,000 Suns, one Death Guard, one Demon, and two Renegade Knights. Those Demons are going to start to see a surge soon, I think. Xenos, uh, there's 12 Necrons, two Orcs, and three Tau. Hive Mind, five Tyranids, no more, no less. Eldari's Refaction, one Drakari, one Harlequin, and four Asuriani making the faction podium. Necrons crushing it at 12. Chaos Space Marines in second with eight, and then Tyranids with a respectable five. That's surprising with the Chaos Space Marines. You know, mm. did, did, you, did we get any insight into maybe like how they've come about that? Because I can't, I mean, I have to imagine that's seven Abaddons, you know. Nope. Oh. It's, it is close, too. Uh, we've got one of those list of creations of Barlas coming for you up in a moment, the uh, top-ranked player in attendance having taken them. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of abattons. There's a decent spread between um, which factions will be taken, between Creations of Bile, a couple of Empress Children, a couple of Word Bearers, and some bits and pieces. Actually, I think there's an Alpha Legion and a Night Lord in there as well. Um, so it's, it's actually a good 
spread of Chaos Space Marine uh, sub-factions, which I think is because it's still quite a new thing for a lot of players. They're still testing and trying to figure out what they like. Uh, but Chaos Space Marines are pretty strong. And I will say one thing about Australia. Australia has an over-representation of very strong, very dedicated Chaos players. Uh, it's always been a tale for Australia for the last kind of decade. We've had a very strong Chaos contingent. I don't think that's unique. I mean, say, I don't think it's unique necessarily to Australia. I think that, that Chaos is one of those factions that, you know, of course, it, it attracts us, it lures us in. You know, is mm. it, we don't talk about it. It is the other side of the Space Marine coin, though. It's so funny, though, that you find people who start playing Chaos and then they're just the Chaos gods just draw them in and don't let them go for like their entire hobby career. <laughs> they're just a Chaos player now. That's it. You can play all of Chaos, but you don't play anything but Chaos. And it's it's so funny that there just seems to be absolute like cohorts of the community. That's their identity. It's almost like a renaissance period for them now. The, the book is, you know, again, people are starting to figure out, you know, how to go about approaching that. And it's it's interesting mm. that you say one of the top players. And obviously, we're, we're going to feature some players here. And, you know, for folks that may just be joining us or, or haven't figured out, like, how we talk about players this deep in the ITC season, uh, we, we kind of try to focus on <clears> top-ranked <throat> players in a region. And then we also pick out some cool lists, you know, things that we do think might be on that roller verge of the, of the meta. And so if you are, like, going to some of these events and you know some meta breaks, Throw it in the chat. Maybe we have time, to, you know, to, to real time look mm. at that kind of stuff. Uh, but also let us know if you're, you know, what maybe you're taking, uh, so we can give you a shout out during the live broadcast as well. But obviously, exactly we're not right. going to look look into a deep dive on that uh, Warhound list because we we just did. We're done. <laughs> we, we just did. did. It. It's we done. just did it. There it is. <laughs> He's playing a Warhound. Doesn't like Tao. There's a story. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's a story. <laughs> but legitimately, if you so the only way to guarantee getting your your tent of your region of your of your country if you are in the top 10 you'll be one of the three lists guaranteed if there's three in the top 10 that means it's a shark tank event and i want to show all three of the top 10 in attendance if they're there if not we'll try and pick out the spiciest most interesting stuff as paul beautifully just described but first of those pl top players in attendance mr adam napier uh one of the head tos for uprising grant the grand tournament which is the kind of the lvo equivalent in australia at the moment he is playing chaos space marines he is playing creations of bile a single battalion detachment so there is no abaddon here he starts off with a demon prince with wings uh, we got have we got a flyer equivalent for a dp with wings we'll oh, come with that later up. Lord Discorded, <laughs> 10 cultists, 5 units of 5 legionaries, as in 5 units of 5 just Chaos Space Marine Marines, 5 chosen, 3 units of 5 possessed, 5 bikers, and I will tell you the sergeant in that biker squad has been kitted out to the nines. He's got the black mace, a bunch of different upgrades. Oh, wow, three... going for the relic on the sergeant. I mean, yeah. The I saw people, you know, especially at the stores, they're picking up bikes. Bikes, if you don't already have some, I think it's kind of a sleeper unit. Hmm. I, I think so as well. He's like a little chaos lord, but he's got four four bikes as a blade of wounds to make sure he he makes it to combat. I think it's actually pretty sick. Mm -hmm. and he's got three rhinos to tote everything around. Now, when I looked at this list on face value, it looks like the most basic list imaginable. It's just two punchy characters, MSU melee. Yes, yeah, so this is the two thousand five yeah. list. You know, right yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and every, everything just fights on death. It's it's. It's nice, it's elegant, it, tr it trades, and you always lose the trades against it. And the Lord Disco and the Demon Prince are absolute savages. Like they, They're the things that go out and kill the knights for you, and then he uses the, the Chosen and the Legionaries to just trade on objectives and try and flip. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about it? I am actually a big fan of Bile. I think that there's a reason that Dark Quinn's got nerfed. Bile yeah. still has this ability. 
do we think it's going to get nerfed though? Because they're not winning right now, and I think people are just they could take advantage of it right now because a fight and death, especially with something like this, is really strong. Like, mm. it, it, like, like Adam said, you can't trade into it effectively. It's impossible to trade into it well because one way or yeah. the other, they're going to hit you back. So this is built for the sisters matchup. This is built for the Necro matchup. This mm-hmm. is built for the Blood Angels matchup. It's Sounds built like for the me. Yeah, exactly right. What it's not built for is things like Tau, Hail of Doom. You know, so, some of those predominantly shooting armies. Mm-hmm. But when you can force the combats on your terms as the Chaos Space Marine player, you're always going to win. Like if you if you just get, go first and make the middle of the table the game could almost be over if you don't have the shooting resources to remove elements and you have to go and do it in combat. It becomes like, it becomes crazy. I, I love this list. I think it's really nice and simple, uh, but it plays phenomenally well in the right hands. And yeah, I'm this is one it. of those, you got to know what they do. Is you and, yeah. and you might not recognize that because of, you know, the, the disguised power and just the models that are on the table there. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So I like um, that. So jumping into the next player in attendance whose list I absolutely adored. This is Before Brendan. Before you do that, I want to give a shout out to some of the chat. They're talking about the hobby that they it. got going on mm. and and also the fact that, you know, uh, maybe once you've painted 4,000 points of Black Templars, you might want to, you know, move on to something else, you know, as far as the, the, <laughs> the, the armor and stuff goes. <laughs> but I more want to highlight the fact that we have a great uh, live chat community so again if you listen to us after the fact and you do happen to get a thursday night free we do this at 9 p.m on thursday nights that's why it's called the thursday show so pop on over and join us if you can and Ian, thanks to everybody making this uh kind of special real time as we're doing it anybody else working on painting some stuff out there what are you painting yeah walker prince fly prince i don't know it is Um, walker or prince's ranger is what it is <laughs> I love that. Um, so the next list in the, uh, that I wanted to pull out is uh, Mr. Sam Marshall. He's playing Iron Hands, so um, Space Marines Iron Hands. Another single battalion detachment. This is savage. This list is savage. And in my mind, this is the list. This is one of the lists in attendance that the first list may not want to see across from it. It's got a primary librarian. Primaris Tech Marine, two units of five intercessors and a unit of incursors making up the troops, three redemptors with all the trimmings, the macroplasmas, the icarises, the underslung onslaughts, um, the super Volkai Contemptor, that being the one that's been made to be a character, which has, I believe has a warlord trait as well, 10 Vanguard veterans, and then three Storm Speeder Thunderstrikes. So this this list has so much DACA and it's all That's the Primaris premium. Speeder, right? Yeah, it's the Primaris ones that always hits on twos, so they have... Um, yeah. They have Blitz Skill 2 Plus as base. They move 14 inches, I believe. I might even 16 inches if I'm, I might be wrong. Um, uh, and they just have a bunch of really high strength D6 damage weapons uh, with good rend. They're actually really good armor contempt options. In addition, you've got the Redemptors with the, the innate rend 4 on their pl- macro plasmas. This is actually a really spicy list that lays down a lot of firepower. If I was going to say, this is like a Tau list. This is like a, equivalent to what Tau brings to firepower-wise. But with a better feel no pain, right? A- <laughs> yeah, with a six up feel no pain across the board and always operates on on top profile until it's pretty much dead. Uh, yeah, it's spicy. I like this list a lot. Yeah, you you normally see those in like a, the Raven Wing list, which I've actually seen a lot more of recently, the Raven Wing lists. And they've been doing well, but it makes sense in Iron Hands. Like you said, they're basically always going to be acting at full mm-hmm. and they still, they're going to put up more damage too. I that's actually, I actually of, really like that. That's a lot of high toughness, a lot of wounds over there. The Redemptors, mm-hmm. the, I mean, Contemptor, the, yep. the vehicles, the tech marine to heal. Like if you don't finish mm-hmm. it off, it's going to make it. It's basically going to blank your turn. 
Yeah, exactly right. And uh, in addition, it's got the little counter assault unit with the the ten Vanguard vets, which could be two <clears> to five. And if I remember right, I think they're um, single or double lightning claws on all of them. So a bunch of a bunch of the the, the profiles you don't have has been taken up by the Vanguard vets, like the the rules to wound, decent rend, um, low strength. Because you've got high strength at the wazoo in the shooting phase and combat from the the Redemptors. So yeah, I do actually like the balance, the checks and balances of this list. I wish it had like um like a, a couple of land speeders, like land storm speeders, like maybe dropping one of the redemptors. Oh, just or something one you could speeders. sacrifice. Like here's just, 80 points I could throw somewhere and, and have it just, do something. Yeah, just some trash to go and get some points in a mission when you you're, you're you got really good terrain. This this um, event will have really good terrain, has some of the best terrain in Australia. Uh, so there is going to be deployments where this guy doesn't get to shoot anything. Um, and so in those ones, you want some little pieces of crap to go and get you some points and so you don't have it like just a, a busted turn. But as as a list for absolute savagery, I'm going to file this one away because I love the checks and balances of this. Looking at this, it really can. They can play castle up. Like, okay, I'm going to take banners and you know something that you know what is it? Oh, the moment or whatever, and get, get yeah. some points. You know, and, yeah. and make you kind of come to them uh, to risk not getting a draw. So maybe just the the illusion they can put up. Well, it's not even illusion. It's a real thing. But like the threat of uh, I'm going to we're going to draw if you don't come across and get a little aggressive exactly, and then exactly making right. people puni- be punished for that is is probably a they're going to pull out a couple wins just on that in the six rounder. Spot on. Uh, last of the list for roll for damage. This is Brendan Catalano. <laughs> I pretty much pulled this one out because he had a bit of a meme in the, built into this. I'm here for a meme. His club name is Anti Meta Meteor. He's playing Necrons, which are expansionist and conquerors. He's got a Catan shard who's taken the power, Antimatter Meteor. So you got you got on the show. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> he's got a Supreme Command. Those things built in. <laughs> he's got a Supreme Command attachment with the Silent King, of course. Um, then he's got a Patrol detachment with a Catacomb Command Barge, Chronomancer, five Immortals, the Catan shard of the Void Dragon, as I mentioned, uh, six Scorpec Destroyers, and then he goes into an Outrider. He's got a Technomancer, three Canoptic Spiders, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, another unit of six Scorpec Destroyers, that's a Tunes of six. Nine Scarabs, so a max unit of Scarabs. And three units of three Tomb Blades. Now, that last one is the thing I'm here for the most. People people playing Necrons out there, three by three Tomb Blades, very inexpensive obsec, very quick, surprisingly durable with innate minus one to hit toughness five. And, you know, if you fail to kill, you know, if you kill two out of three, maybe one gets back up. Uh, yeah, I, I quietly like this list quite a lot. People have been talking about the Tomb Blades and haven't seen them. I haven't seen them do well. I mean, I've seen them on the table. I've seen people talk about it. haven't seen them do well. Is this the one that's going to bring the Tomb Blades and succeed? Well, I mean, they scare me, but I have a five-up save almost everywhere, so (laughs) (laughs) they're scary to me. It's true. (laughs) Um, The three spiders is an interesting choice. So the spiders actually do decent work in combat. I think, I believe if I remember right, the Technomancer has a couple of ways to buff those spiders with the the Kineptic, whatever the crap it is, for giving them plus one to hit. and so the spiders actually pop off and can actually smash if they if they make it into combat. In addition, they just have one max unit of scarabs that it can keep regening if you you fail to kill it. And of course, the chronomancer will most likely have that unit of scarabs with the five up invulnerable game. So I really do not mind this list at all. I actually quite like it. Um, how do you boys feel about the the Catan meta game? You know, which Catan is the best one to bring at the moment? Tough question. I mean, Dustin, what do you think? <sighs> See, I love all the name Catans. It's just the only one that I find is worth 
that I, in my opinion, it might be, might actually be worth those extra points is the deceiver for the redeploy. Hmm. Otherwise, I think plain ones are do just as, as much work. It depends on what you need in your list. Like if you need anti-vehicle, Void Dragon's perfect. Like he will, yeah. he will pick up vehicles. That's perfect. Nightbringer is the only one that I will. I don't think we'll ever really see unless you just like him and have the model because it is a cool model. But if if you got a meta that has a bunch of like stupidly durable stuff, like you know Deathwing Terminators, Scarabacol Terminators, stuff of that ilk, Nightbringer makes a lot more sense. I personally think in the current state of the game, the redeploy is so amazingly premium on the Deceiver. Yeah. Um, but unless um, yeah, Brendan just knows the meta a lot and he knows there's going to be crap loads of knights. Uh, it's going to be a wall of time. Hey, there's going to be a wall like, of hey. <laughs> Void Dragon no, no, for that. I got you. It's them on the top tables. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. And the Void Dragon will win the game for him. Done. We heard. We or call, maybe we they called it. Got round one. They're going to play each other round. Uh, so that is interesting thing though. I get, you had your one. Uh, Tanya in the chat mentioned that it's props to anyone who built nine tomb blades, and that that's kind of like a gold star. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yes. Uh, and and then props. You know, we got to go back to that that uh, that Warhound Titan. It's just tough to score objectives. You know, it's like you're gonna mm, you got to yeah. really got to hope that you got to table out your opponent in turn two and. And then you 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 may only win by five, you know. <laughs> mm. Exactly uh, right. So, you boys willing to pick a winner? That's this is this is a tough field. Mm. It is it is hard to pick this one. Um, going against Adam Napier when he's like ranked third in the world playing in his own backyard, it's usually a wrong. So we're, I'm going to not pick. I'm not going to not pick CSM. I'm going to pick Tyranids. It's- I'm going to pick this anti-meta meteor style. I'm going to go with good luck. I think. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, I'm looking at it, looking at the field, and it's it's a good spread. I mean, there's some saturation where you might expect to see the saturation, uh, but it is still a, a pretty good spread. I'm going with Adeptus Artas. I think that that, that yeah, well, that's good call. and can can break through. Basically, a take all comers, and the field is a take all comers. Totally fair. Awesome. Hopefully everybody enjoys rolling for damage and uh, raises a glass for our man Andy Penn. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, next one we're talking is a battle in the bush uh, from Orange New. Is Orange the place? It's the town. Yeah, it's called Orange. I'm pretty sure we've done a tournament from here before because I think we've had this conversation. I'm yeah, having a little have, deja vu. We've had the they, New they, South they, Wales, and then we debated whether or not it was uh, London. You know, is it in London? Is it in London? <laughs> Was there was there a South London South London old South Wales? Yes, I think that's what it was. Is what we talked about, or yeah, or Zealand and no, it was regular Zealand. Yes, where's regular Zealand that they needed to make a new one? London, (laughs) yeah, it was in London. Everything's we just recently had our one year anniversary on this show, so we've talked about a lot of places. So there's actually you know plenty more episodes that you can go check out. If I, <laughs> well, they <laughs> they run geography lessons. These are inside they, jokes if you don't get them. <laughs> they run this. They run this event pretty much every year, Battle in the Bush in Orange, New South Wales, and so it's, it's very likely we did this one last year. Seventy three yep. players, five round event, and you know twenty percent did not list the faction, and we've talked about that. Come on, make make twenty percent of players wasted thirty seconds of Adam's time each. That's come on, guys. So yeah, come yeah, on. exactly right. You know what you did, and hashtag South Australia does it better than New South Wales because of. <laughs> oh my god! Look, I'm not giving you that beef. One hundred percent New South Wales, twenty percent missing. Sorry, see you later. Not never heard of you. Not Out getting you. into that beef. Table flip. Table. <laughs> 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 so, so what are we going to see there? 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what we can see of the 80% that are there. So we got uh, <laughs> Superfection. There's four sisters, three Custodes, two Admech, three Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, and four Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's three Dark Angels, three Space Wolves, one Blood Angel, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, one White Scar, one Imperial Fist, one Iron Hand. Chaos, there's seven Chaos Space Marines, four T-Suns, two Death Guard, and five Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's six Necrons, five Orcs, and one Tau. The Hive Mind, there's six Tyranids, one Genius to their cult. Yes. Eldari, two Drukari, four Harlequins, one Asuriani. I mean, the faction podium is Chaos Space Marines topping it all off with seven. Tyranids and Necrons tied for second with six. And then Orcs and Renegade Knights tied for third at five. Orcs making the podium at this tournament. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm real happy to see it. In fact, this is a... So while I will joke that SA does it better, the spread of, of factions is this so much better. spread is awesome here. This, this is a really good spread. Fantastic. What's like, up with the one Tau? I mean, I shouldn't say, you know, why is that person bringing Tau, but why aren't more people bringing Tau? I thought that as well. Um, it must, to me, uh, and this this is actually counterintuitive <clears throat> to what I disseminated from the list analysis. I was looking at the list and I saw a lot of people bringing more shooting than usual, which led me to believe that they think there's going to be less terrain than possibly at other events, that shooting is going to be more valuable, in which case you would think Tau would shine. Um, and yet there is sweet bugger all Tau. There's no, there's no Tau. Um, so yeah, I've I have no explanation for that apart from maybe the, all the players went to the other event. Uh, maybe all the tower <laughs> the ones that don't list their faction. I, I looked at I, I went through and looked at every don't, single one. Don't yep. don't don't give them that one hundred one hundred percent of the ones uh the, the factions are listed. So yeah, I won't I won't do incorrect incorrect analysis. I won't have I won't have it. I won't stand for it. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Uh, appreciate that thoroughness there but yeah just curious you know because obviously or i should say you know we know there are a lot of tau players and i guess they've either moved on to other factions or you know they they do have that insight as to what they think they're going to face and you know Mm -hmm. that does influence what people bring to tournaments now some percentage of the tournaments are people are just bringing what they want to bring uh some percentage of the players are bringing what they think they have to bring you know and there's a it's kind of interesting to see both sides of that Agreed. Um, jump down into top players in attendance. This one is a bit of a shark tank. We've got three of the is it the top five? Yeah, three of the top five in Australia in attendance at this event. Um, first up being the second ranked player in the South Pacific. His name is Josh McMillan. He's playing Bloody Rose Sisters. This list is pretty much what you'd expect. Uh, he's got a Canonus, a Missionary, Morven Vile, Tunes of Five, Battle Sisters, Ten Novitiates, a unit of eight Sacrosaints, unit of nine Sacrosaints, Dogmata Hospitaller, unit of eight Repentia, unit of five Repentia. So the only real difference here, he's got one less unit of Repentia than usual. Yeah, fewer, fewer Repentia. Then he has 10, 9, 6 Zephyrim. So for a total of what? 25 Zephyrim. Um, and then two units of five retributors in two rhinos. So this list is interesting. So it's robbing a little bit from the Repentia to pay a bit more of the Sacrosense. Um, and that was another reason that I thought, oh, this must be less terrain because he's gone for a bit more durability than the punch. Naturally, Zephyrim are a lot more durable than Repentia. And that means if you only have two units of Repentia, well, you only need two rhinos. And if you don't have the Repentia in the rhinos, you can have the, the retributors in there. You can have Sacrosense in there. You can, hell, you can have just the Sisters and the Novitiates in there. Um, so I do like this list quite a lot. Josh McMillan was one of the coaches for Team Australia and uh, was a, a great assistance to the team. So he's an absolute champion. He'll do very well with this list. It's a solid list. Sisters list, I always I always like seeing the kind of minor variations that you'll see mm-hmm. with just some of the newer ones. And I think I actually really like Sacrifice. I, I didn't know they had a minus one to Wound Strike in close combat, too. Like they yeah, can man. be 
they can be messy, like hard to mm. shift. Yeah, they're they're really good. I highly rate Sacrosins all of a sudden. Um, <clears> I think people just or just assumed they were bad because of um, the armor contempt change and them not getting it. Well, they also got the, the bodyguard rule. I think changed a little bit on them. And, yep. And, yep. and so yep. you know, it's it's just they became a little bit less in fashion. But if you can make it work for you, then. <laughs> So be it. And the sisters has the the Adeptus mm-hmm. Sorotas army has that flexibility to mm-hmm. where it's it's where do you put your five hundred points difference? Yep. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see some of the um, the sisters lists have started to get a little bit exposed by surprisingly some of the knight lists out there. Uh, obviously, some mm-hmm. of the chaos knight stuff can just turn your stuff off like it can do to anybody. But the imperial knight stuff, some of the imperial knight builds where <laughs> you you know you're a pensher wind them on fives because they're all toughness seven or better. Uh, sorry, retributors. You're, so no, no, they're a pensher wind them on fives, and then you're minus one damage because they've got a bondsman ability on it. All of a sudden, you're a pensher. Just don't kill a baby knight. Get killed in return. And Zephram all of a sudden starts to look vastly superior um, yeah. to to Repentia. And so I'm I'm all I'm here for this change. I'm here for more Zeph, less Repentia. Um, but two units, you know, is is plenty for what you no need. No castigator in there. So is this even really a meta adept <laughs> list? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mean, see. We'll see when he smashes the podium, because that's what I'm <laughs> expecting from Josh at this event. Yeah, um, absolutely. Good luck. Next one up is Michael Duke, ranked fourth in the South Pacific. Uh, he's playing Leviathan Tyranids. This is a quite an interesting build. Um, he's got a Warcrant uh, with Shard Gullet, a Neurothrope, two units of 10 Gargoyles, a unit of 10 Termagants. So no big units of Warriors as of yet. Three Tyrants. sound to play when he says Warcrant. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just bow, bow, or something to piss Dustin off. Um, See, but it three- doesn't make any sense, though. What, what if it advances all game? <laughs> Then is, it a, then is it a run rent? Is that what we have to call it then? If it, if it never actually walks normally, you actually just advance it all the game as a run rent now, okay? Every week, we're doing? every week. Every this week, is Adam the, this is the world we live in. Adam casts the war print bait into the barrel of that dust in the fish swim. <laughs> every every week, he's just like, oh, no, war print bait, um, num, num, and reels it right in. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> never getting old. Uh, ten termagants, three tyrant guard, three zoanthropes, two single biovores, two exocranes, two harpies, and then into his patrol, which is a flyerant and three warriors. So the two exos make it into this list, and in exchange for what would usually be a abundance of Tyranid warriors, only three in this list. And I'm assuming that's just to give him the plus one hit um, from the synaptic link. Dustin, what do you make of this one overall? I it, it's a solid list. I actually like the exocrines being added in here, and the harpies. It makes it it feels more of uh, an alpha strike. A, list in terms of what it can pull off because it's not as durable in terms of uh, I guess it's not like mobs of warriors like most Leviathan lists will have. The Harpies are there for alpha strikes. The Exocrines are there for potential alpha strikes too. They do a lot more damage than people expect. Like I don't think people are ready for the amount of damage. The, the AP3 mm. is like the perfect AP unless you can get higher but AP3 is like that. that's that's what you want for any kind of uh, any kind of gun that you're shooting right now and they can they have a lot of strats to go with them. I think they're a great add to it. And what are you really losing for it? The warriors. So, like I said, the durability is it's not doesn't have the durability most of the Leviathan list, but it has more damage output. Well, Exocrines are toughness eight with fifteen wounds and a two plus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've always been a fan of the Exocrines. I want to say I'm going record as always endorsing the Exocrines. They're legit. They, they slap, and they got uh, D3 plus 6 shots, so min 7 up to 9, strength 8 minus 4, flat 3 blast. They are terrifying. Yeah. 
that is yeah. a, a huge armor contempt problem solved. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, maybe maybe that's why they made it back in. It's like, okay, cool. You, you bring in some, you know, all, all this stuff with the, I mean, heck, even to get going well against guard, Dude. you know, the Lehman Russes, you know, it's a. This, this looks like a Chaos Space Marine answer to me. He's taken away the, the melee trade. He's taken away the melee trading pieces in the Warriors, which which don't win that trade against mm -hmm. against a lot of the the extra exploding hits and a bunch of the other crazy crap Chaos Space Marines could do. And he's added in shooting that'll just annihilate them from range. I'm I'm starting to see this a little bit more, and I'm here for it. I think this is a good good little change. I'm interested to see if it if it's rewarded on the table though. I like uh, but the thing too is people have to realize that they have the they have the Necron trick with their gargoyles and termagons because they have the swarm keyboard. They can respawn. In the command phase, that's a big deal. I big I think deal. I think gargoyles are incredible. Yeah, like yeah. straight up incredible. They are the like the, your the the single scoreboard activator for tyranids because you don't have many things that are going to go and get your points every turn. And gargoyles are one of the few things, and they're so hard to come to grips with at times, like because you that, string them out, kill yourself out of range, and all over all over the place. Yeah. That's another one to give yourself a little gold star if you put them together and transport them and storm and all that mm. kind of stuff. It's a, that's true. Those models, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tomodachi Express, I would be happy to sign your walk rent at LVO, buddy. I will put a, I will put a table down if anybody wants me to sign their walk rent. There you go. Put your sharpies, Amazing. Buddy. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can get you can get your Sanguinius's or Dante's Mephisto sign yeah. by Paul. You can do the walk rents, and I'll just meme. I'll just stand out the back and. <laughs> I think you pioneered those Thunderstrike speeders we were talking it's about true. before. Yeah, I think uh, you did. Me and John Lennon did. Yeah, but yeah. possibly give him. John Lennon's too busy to trying to win LVO, though. You got to you got to do it for him. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign John Lennon on your. You'll sign John Lennon exactly. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about right. enough about your Dark Angels and uh, exploits. You know, you know why? Because it's a secret. I, it's a secret, yeah. Shush, we don't talk about it. Uh, last list in attendance we were going to pull out. This is Mr. Hayden Ford. He's ranked fifth in the South Pacific. So we have second, fourth, and fifth in the top five representing in this event. Um, he's playing Custodes, Empress Chosen, a single battalion detachment. This is really interesting. Um, Shield Captain in Alaris, Terminator Armor. Um, Trajan Valoris, three units of five Sagittarum, three units of three Sagittarum, Two Contemptor Achilles Dreadnoughts and a single Vexilla. This is a very interesting list to look at on paper and try and Sagittarium. Yo, dog. We, so we put some Sagittarium in your Sagittarium so you can Sagittarium. Um, can you do six units of Sagittarium? Yeah, this is six the units. It's it's yeah. This the troops. Three units of five. Three units. Oh of yeah, three. there you go. Yeah, yeah. The troops. Yeah. And um, you know they got they got heavy bolter shots each, and they've got a little baby plasma shot each. It's a strength five, rent three for two, I think, or is it rent three for three? I can't quite remember. Um, but it's, they've got a lot of decent to good shooting. The two the two contemptors plus Trajan and the shield captain are there to be the counter assault, and it's got three smaller units to go out and trade and see if they die turn one um, onto you know turn two onto the pieces while the the five mans try and pick you up from range. It's got a nice balance to it for only essentially being, you know, three or four different units. And it's going to be interesting to see how it performs. Which banner's on the, on the Vexilla? Um, it's some, I believe it's the light cover. Let me double check, actually. That is a good question. I, Just, I mean, the... there's there's options there. I'm curious. I mean, that seems to be the conventional one to pick. But, you know, mm. whenever we're looking at a top player, I like to look and see, you know, where they tweaked, if if, if anything. Yeah, what the tech is. Um, Dustin, what do you make of this these shooting profiles? Are they going to hold up, you think? I don't think that uh, Custode 
infantry are worried about their shooting profile. I think they just want to hold the objectives and kill things in close combat. And they has the contemptors for shooting profiles, right? So I don't think he needs to worry too much about that. I'm pretty sure it's two damage on them, not not three. So like it'll yeah. kill some of the random two wound things that they need to kill that are everything else. We might be too scared to get into close combat with them anyway. Because if they spike some four ups, you lose that trade every time. Right? Um, it is half the time mag- works every time. Magnifica. Um, so it is. Uh, someone in chat, tell us. Magnifica's the plus one to save. I think I caught some That's, light cover. I yeah. think. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I was pretty sure it was the light cover. Um, I will double check for. I'll have it up in one second. Um, Empress Chosen is that the right pick for this? You think? I think Empress Chosen is generally the right pick for custodes right now. I there's arguments for uh, uh what's what's the advanced charge one? It's the minus one to hit. Sorry, the Magnificate is the minus one. It to is hit. the minus one to hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um. Yeah. Three damage on the undergun as well. Solar Watch. I, Solar Watch. Sorry. So there is arguments for the Solar Watch, but hmm. uh, I'll ask Adam to sign a hundred cards. Yes. There you go, Adam. Please no. I'll, I'll sign you. I'll sign your Bane Blade. That'd be oh, fine. Okay. Or your okay. Tank Commander. Yeah, you bring me a Pask. Um, but yeah, this is a really elegant little list. I, I, he's probably very well practiced with it. He's obviously doing very well in the ITC rankings in mm. Australia. So yeah, I'm excited to see how this performs. There's a lot of mortal wounds out there, so I do think Emperor's Emperor's chosen is the right one. Plus, with the Contemptors and just rerolling one save, one uh, hit or damage, not mm. damage, sorry, hit or wound roll every turn, it, it adds up a lot when they're off a lot of MSU. I like it that he can just throw just a couple of things back to score, maybe some objectives that one or two things doesn't care about, mm-hmm. never going to be killed kind of thing, and then have all the game be fought up on the 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 next half of the other the other side of the board if necessary. Exactly right, and fifteen Sagittarium with minus one to hit, possibly in in cover already. So they're you know sitting on a one plus save with minus one to hit. It's actually really really difficult um, to to get rid of them. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Oof, oof, oof. I'm going to pick CSM for this one. I, I didn't pick CSM for the last one because it was the easy picks. I'm picking them for this one. Hmm. See, I, I think with a spread here, because because it's such an even spread, I'm actually going to go with Sisters. Okay. Fair. All right. The same reason that uh, Paul was saying for the last one, because they're in a take-all-comers list and it's in like an all-comers event. like Everybody's here at a good, even pace, so I think they have a best chance. I'm going Necrons for this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to to get. You know, we we got the uh, the secondaries on lock, uh, and so it's other people's kind of. Uh, I guess they're. It's on them. The onus is on them to try to shift mm-hmm. them off of that, and it's going to be a tough fight all around. It will. Uh, so next one we're going to talk about is the Trash Chicks GT from Santa Clara, California, that is here in America. Oh, but before that. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. So hang out, and we'll be right back. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, 
there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table. And they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back talking about the trash sticks. How is that different than any other week? <laughs> that is an amazing uh, name. I love it. <laughs> well done, Paul. Well done. That was awesome. 50 really players, good. five round event. Then it looks like they cut to a final two, which is cool. That's a neat format. Ooh. I like it when uh, when tournament organizers really kind of uh, walk around and, and explore the what they can do uh, to, to make people have a good time at their events. Yeah, I like the idea of an undefeated, like a single undefeated. But you know, if you if you are not, you can just go home after the after end of round five. Go, you know, have Sunday night dinner with your families or whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, the the last two can fight it out in the shark tank at the end. Nice. Uh, yeah, let's hear those dirt, dirt, quick and dirty stats. Quick and dirty Imperials of Perfection. There's two sisters, two custodes, one Admech, one Astromilitarium, and four Imperial Knights. Space Marines. There's one Blood Angel, two Iron Hands, and one Raven Guard. Chaos Superfaction, there is one Chaos Suit, five Chaos Space Marines, two T-Suns, three Death Guard, and two Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's five Necrons, three Arcs, five Tau. Here's all the Tau. We found them. Mm -hmm. Trash ticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five Mind Superfaction, there's two Tyranids. Altari Superfaction, there's three Drukari, one Harlequins, two Assyria, and one Inari. And then the faction podium means that it's the Chaos Space Marines, Necrons, and Tau tied at five. Imperial Knights at four. And then Drakari, Orcs, and Death Guard at three. And then everybody else. So this is Man. an even better spread. Look, I know. I think we <laughs> did this nice. last week. But we got to give a little bit of slow clap for Nephilim here. Yeah, uh, Nephilim, seemingly, seemingly even things out. Uh, which is, I mean, who knew? You know, scoring points and missions and in, in, in different ways to approach it kind of opens the door to what is playable at these things. We yeah. literally had five months of this year where it was Tyranids and Tau were like two of the, just locked two of the podium slots in every event that we did. It was just Tyranids and Tau were in, with two of the podium slots. There was no debate. It was just, it just it was a fact. And now we've got what, six, six factions on the podium here? Um, and another clap, CSM on every podium. From our the three did it. these three all nice. three events they did it yeah I want to do a little plug for the show and the network what Adam was talking about is a real thing and the fact that I think that we made that seem interesting give us a five star <laughs> review yeah you know Come on. on the podcast aggregators leave a comment or a subscribe or something uh, because <laughs> you know former forty thousand is cool uh, but you know that's that's one of the things that you know we actually live through that kind of stuff and so that's why it's cool to see this mm. change now mm -hmm. uh, and see you know people, again we talk about players bringing what they have to have and what they want to play those things are now closer together uh, which is cool and shows that you know that they're they're making this game more interesting for us. Agreed. One thing I'm going to start doing as well, uh, which I think I've always had the totals in the in the in the quick and dirty stats. I've always had the totals for the super factions. I'm actually going to pull those out and put them in, a, in and put them in another box next to the quick and dirty stats. So you can see, and we can start actually putting a little bit of a spotlight on how each super faction is is, is tallied up and and going the ebbs and flows. Um, 
because it we do we do see super factions go all all the way like this at the moment like chaos and xenos are jousting for for number one super faction a lot of the time and that's really unheard of because it's been imperium pretty much all the way through ninth edition um jumping into the top players in attendance uh first up is Miss, mr matt domin dominio Dominal, Dominal. Anyway, uh, he's playing Iron Warriors. <laughs> you know what you're gonna get. I'm nothing but if not consistent in I, my mispronunciation Trent. of people's names. Sorry. I tried every Just, variation I could think of. I'm done. I'm moving one on. One of them was correct. One of them was right. It's, it's what, what else can I do? <laughs> we do our best uh, around here. Uh, he's playing Chaos Mage for Iron Warriors. And the, 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 the three lists that I pulled out for this event, I pulled them out because they're spicy boys. They got a little bit of spice on all of them. It's got a battalion detachment dark apostle lord discordant master of possessions uh 13 accursed cultists now when you see 13 that means there's three of the fat guys the tormentors in there and 10 regular cultists it means it's spooky uh, it's, oh, they're accursed Ooh. uh they're two units of 10 regular cultists 10 terminators five possessed here's the spice eight rubric marines with flamers uh but aren't they aren't they kind of better in chaos space marines than they are in their own well, that's up for debate, my boy, because I think you might be right. Um, okay. Then it's got a Dreadclaw drop pod, five Raptors, and a Venom Crawler. I think the reason that the T-Suns ones might be better um, for multiple units is because you can extend the range on the Flamers in T-Suns. In here, I think they need the Dreadclaw or a Rhino in order to make sure that they guarantee get into range. Uh, but... Uh, then they have, sorry, they have five Raptors, a Venom Crawler, and a Badden, if I missed that out. So this is a nice little spicy package they're adding a on. A Badden was assumed. It's just, it's yeah, just we figured. Just, just figured. Um, but the what CSM has been touted to lack is a decent shooting option. Ways to clear screens so that your juicy stuff, your possessed, your um, Terminators get into combat with things of relevance. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing here for the Rubric Marines. They come in on the drop pod, possibly turn one, clear out a bunch of your trashy objective holders that are going to get in, in the way and roadblock the fatty units. And you start getting a lot more relevance out of your huge investment, like possibly a quarter of your points and a couple of CP investment in your Terminators, making them actually do things on turn two, three, and four, rather than making combat on turn three and four, maybe only. I was ready to question the uh, rubrics in an Iron Warriors list, but then I started thinking, isn't there a, 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 a like a psyker in the heresy with Perturabo? I can't remember if there's... I don't want to give any spoilers, but I think it's... I think it passes the check here. Are you talking about the fluff? I can't help you. I don't read kids. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody help me out of it. No, no spoilers. I don't want to put spoilers in the chat, but I think you know they're they're not as anti psychers maybe I'm you know thought they might be in the mm. yeah well, I I pack. really like this I really like this addition to the list I think it adds quite a lot I've also seen um a couple of players uh, taking out the terminators and adding in a big block of plague marines for the same thing but at a much uh, more reasonable price point like you're paying 200 points or 230 ish points for that package rather than the 400 to pay for the terminators and they're only well. They are less durable, but not crazy less. You know, they're still pretty, pretty decent. Um, but yeah, nice list, Matt. Um, whatever your surname is, <laughs> they freaking. <forget it. laughs> there's a Venom Crawler too. You know, we pro- pointed that out. Is that there's getting a lot more play, and so if you have one in your starter set you haven't put together yet, now's the time. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. The plus one to cast really helps a lot for the uh, the master possession as well. Really lets him pop off, and it's not a bad unit in and of itself. Like it actually justifies its position over and above its buff. Uh, next one up is Brett Hill playing Goth Orcs. Uh, this is a battalion and an auxiliary. He's got a knob on Smasher Squeak. 
who actually has Headwopper's Kill Chopper, which we identified even last week with um, the Kill Tanks list as being like primo build. Then he's got a Beast Boss on Squigasaur, two Weird Boys, two units of 10 Beast Snagger Boys, two units of 10 Gretchen, two by five Commandos, two units of five Tank Busters, three, three, five Squig Hog Boys, two Kill Rigs, a Squigath, and an Auxiliary Detachment with Mozrog Scragbad, that being the named Beast Boss on Squigasaur. Uh, this is a cool list, and I like it a lot. I love the mobility and the kind of deployment with the with the commandos. This is going to mm. rock. Well, it's got the two commandos starting up the field. Then it's got the beast snagger boys probably in the kill rigs, and then it's got the tank buses probably in the squigath, right? And then around that, you've got the squig hog boys playing defense or aggression. And then you have got two beast bosses and a baby beast boss with the knob on smasher squig as your super killy like counter assault melee characters. I think there's a nice balance to this that I'm here for. I, I like the MSU style of uh, of orcs. I did actually play against and saw a 160 boy Goffs list last weekend, and it actually is really good in this matter right now. A lot of things struggle to kill it. It's just missing the volume of shots they're packing. They're trying to get more AP three stuff, and they just yeah. does not equate to a lot of shots. Like, it, like well, it, it, once you wog, you have a five up involve in that turn too. So like, right. even if you do. I still get a better save than I normally have. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice to see. Nice to hear that's got some. Uh, I was gonna say some legs. It has, you know, four hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you're exactly right, Dustin. Everyone's pivoting into quality, and so, and all of a sudden, then quantity becomes its own quality. Yeah, uh, it's it's really quite interesting. Uh, last list we'll be doing for this show, Mr. Jimmy Kim, who's playing Death Guard of the Ferryman variety. Once again, single battalion detachment. Oh, I think is everybody is all the lists we did this weekend a battalion with the exception of the Necrons. Yeah, uh, every, was, there's been a supreme command in there. No, but yeah, yeah. But the only thing that doesn't have a battalion in it, everything has a battalion in it except for the Necrons. They got yeah. a patrol and an outrider with their supreme command. There you go. Um, it's just that's just that's also. I mean, Nephilim. we clapped for we clapped for Nephilim before, but I guess that's yeah. one of the only downsides. Jimmy Kim, Death Guard, Demon Prince, Malignant Playcaster, 10, 10, 10, 5 Plague Marines for a total of 35, in addition to taking two units of 10 Poxwalkers, a Biologist Putrefier, and a Foul Blight Spawn, three units of three Death Shroud, a Dreadclaw Drop Pod, and two Rhinos. So the second Dreadclaw of this event. Is there, is there something going on in Santa Clara where Dreadclaws are just like in an abundance, like they grow on the vines, on the trees, and people can pick them on their way to the events? Because at these the, things are rare where I come from. At, at the start of this list, I think you meant to say Death Guard, Walker, Princess Ranger. Walker, Princess Ranger. That's exactly right. Meme, meme missed by me. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, 35 uh, Plague Marines, uh, two of which, or possibly three of which, will be in... in um, in Dreadclaws or, or Rhinos. Um, I love the fact that this list still squeezes in three units of three Death Shroud. I think that is extremely strong, having that density of uh, durability and uh, melee punch. That's power of balanced data slate, you know, where you get mm. 35 <laughs> Plague Marines uh, and then, you know, nine Death Shroud. That's a <laughs> Yeah, I'm here for it. I think it's good. I think the Death Shroud, I love the Death Shroud as your like second wave. Like send out the transports and the the other boys and then Death Shroud essentially camp the objectives for a turn or two and then start making their way up the board. Just chances are, once you've done a little bit of a trading game in the middle, you don't have an answer for the Death Shroud coming up. Like uh, you just don't have what you need to kill them because what you need to kill them, you needed to kill the freaking 35 Plague so Marines that were. Going into those Plague Marines, you know, 
with the ferryman being able to get that increased aura on the fights last, which is the tactic here, is that yeah. they're they're wanting you to get stuck in, and then they're going to hit you with their quality weapons and reroll the wounds and trench warfare and whatever you know their strategy. They're like, I'm just gonna gonna make it a, a punishing thing for you to come into this, and and then you're exactly right. Then just like and bow, I got nine terminators. Yeah, just the finishing blow, the coup de grace, so to speak. Uh, I, I like this a lot. Uh, Dustin, how's your GSC been faring into the old ferryman? Uh, it's a pain in the butt, but mm. it's the minus one damage actually is very painful for mass size mechanics that are damaged too. I can tell you that. That's a pain in the butt. It's I have to rely more on my close combat to make trades, and it's riskier, and I don't like doing that. Agreed. Minus mass minus one damage is actually very painful to me. Like Imperial Knights are a pain for me to deal with. <laughs> Man, so Death Guard with well, all of that, all of their army, it it's it's not easy. I have to overwhelm them. Well, I, I came with the same problem at WTC where I went second against a list like this, and the dude just put 30 Plague Marines with fights last, like mm. two ranks back from the front. And <laughs> yeah. so uh and I was just like, okay. I guess I'm not winning this game. <laughs> Is there it. a secondary here that means I can hide yeah. in one corner? Is there some, do I have one of those? <laughs> can I do yeah, something right. here? Let me, yeah. let me flip more of the couple more of these pages. And uh, I was really surprised how good the, the Death Guard secondaries are getting. I think uh, I think they're going by the wayside for just how much uh, how much better they got. Uh, when They're not being talked about as much as, you know, Necrons and Sisters and all this other stuff. But Death Guard got a hell of a lot better. I think that they're still like a really good army. They just they still have I think more bad matchups than some of the other armies. So they hit one of their hard matchups, then they they will still keep it close because they're ridiculously good at scoring points. But they have trouble winning that game for team events. Though I think they are an amazing savage. Ad. Like savage. savage. They still you know move five inches. You know sometimes yeah. less than that. And I, I think that uh, Jimmy here has has found some interesting ways around it and and is really using those points efficiently with a couple of rhinos and then the dread claw. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. You know, can can kind of in games where it's well, necessary, you know, may, maybe bridge that gap. Well, turn one, just being able to go turn one uh, in an objective in a mission where your movement five boys just need to roll sixes on their advances to make objectives. You're just like, well, I'm not going to bother doing that. I'm just going to dread claw in ten plague rains on that objective. I need to hold. It's yeah. hugely it's hugely powerful. It gets you gets you like a full turn ahead of your scoring prediction just and by you, having that dread claw in there. You don't technically need all nine Deshra out on the table either. Cause there, you know, there's other ways to protect the characters kind yeah. of thing. So, yep. you know, teleport yep. in to te- you know, drop, mm. scoot up 12, advance the rhinos. There's all kind of stuff you can do here that, that um, uh, make that movement to deficit, not so bad. And, mm. yep. and I think there's, there's a, you know, again, I, I like the list a lot. This Me should too. do pretty well. All right, um, let's pick a winner. I, I will note that um, Adrian Phillips of Tabletop Titans was also in attendance of this one, but he was running a Harlequins list that was literally just like a Harlequins list. So <laughs> I, didn't put, I, didn't, I wanted to go for spicy lists for this segment, so I, I went hunting for the more more a little bit of the skewed uh, matchups. But That's he's good. also in attendance and probably likely to do very well. Uh, for this one, what's our pick, lads? Man, I think the Squigoth is going to win. Just, just a squig by itself. No, not just even not even it. the orc list, but the yeah, squig Just a squig I'm actually going Imperial Knights on this one. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, I was going to break the mold too and go with the cult mechanicus list. 
Oh, we're, we're all just way off way off the beaten path with these uh, picks here. Yeah. I hope one of us is right. That'd be awesome. We're always we right. Dustin, we, don't, we never one have to, us, look, oh, we never have to question right. these choices. All three of us are I, definitely right. All three of we, these lists have won the event already. We, we we pick all the all the correct winners. I pronounce every name correctly. There's nothing to look Obviously. back on. There's no issues. <laughs> Obviously. So, hey, that's our portion of uh, tournament coverage that we're doing this week. We do this each and every week. And then at the end of every show, again, if you're new around here, we do a little bit of a palate cleanser. We call the Fuego Repeatable. We give ourselves, actually, sometimes they're submitted by listeners. Sometimes they're submitted by friends of the show. Uh, a list of topics. These are typically four or five topics. We give ourselves a clock uh, to run down to rapid fire across these these subjects here. Uh, wax poetic, if you will. We have Once a the clock. clock is to zero. I turned my volume stop. up. Apparently, people were complaining, so I turned no that. No matter up. where we are, yep. well, if and the we volume have, wasn't up, how could you hear him? I don't know. We got production <laughs> coming from the back. That's that's Richard there, but uh, coming in. How are you? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm delightful. It's impossible. I'm not going to ask the silly question. It's impossible to figure out what the theme is. There's no theme. It was just random questions. So, good luck. Can I can I go on a rant? No, I'm not. You have a I rant. At the end. You have show. the very end of the the very end is going to be a full two, mi- two minutes of you ranting. So there's no. Uh-huh. Okay. Right, I'm, but... I'm in for that. Yeah. Last Fuego is a pull rant. Love yeah. it. I like okay. it. Okay. Shall we get going? Yes. Okay. Uh, are you more excited about House of Dragons or Ring of Power? Um. So we refer to. No, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was he was going he was going somewhere. He was doing it. He was gonna he do was it. I love doing it. it. Uh, it was a, he was reading the okay. last question. Is what he was doing. <laughs> no, you can't even see it. Um, I, I I am more excited about the uh, Ring of Power series. That, that's what I want because uh, yeah, it's that's something that I've, I've basically you know lived in. It's lived in my mind for mm. all my, practically my entire life. It's I, I discovered Lord of the Rings like four years after star Wars, you know, so that's, that's how long it's, you know, it's, it's been, uh, I've been here. Me too. I mean, I read, I read Lord of the Rings for the first time when I was 11. And ever since then, I've just wanted every portion of that story, like made into cinema, made into film. Um, so yeah, hundred percent ring, rings of power. I haven't watched, have you guys watched the first episode of house of dragons yet? Yeah. 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 Was it good? It It, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, I think that they, they had the whole series, of of the original to as a cautionary tale, so it's going to be hard for Perfect. them to screw this up. If they do to screw this up, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, they, think about it. That that they erased a cultural phenomenon. Like no one has talked about Game of Thrones in in however many years, and and now they've kind of worked their way back into the conversation. You know, but it was it was good. It's good. And I'm looking forward to the next. Dustin, what's it's, your, what's your it's, answer? It's rings of power for me. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings to me. It's just too. Too near and dear to my heart. Game of Thrones is it was I loved the HBO series until yeah. So I think uh, Rings of Power is just unanimous. Something that, yeah, it's unanimous. Like solved. Okay, solved. Solved. It's Rings of Power. That is gonna <laughs> be great. Also, uh, so that's Fuego for two seconds. Uh, someone said, "Should we do the Thursday show live at LVO this year?" We should. If we, if we can should. do it, we absolutely yeah, we should. should. Maybe try to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we I'll should talk. Do that. I'll talk to people. Well, I'll talk to my people. Okay, uh, have my people call your yeah. people. Uh, if you could, uh, if you could only use one streaming service, what would you choose? Oh man, um, well, that, that's actually easy for me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So I would go with Prime, Amazon Prime, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It is the only streaming service that doesn't matter what I searched. Even if they didn't have it, I could buy it or rent it. So I'd be able to get anything, basically. Mm. Even if they don't obviously. It's obviously Warhammer Plus, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic uh, streaming service. Uh, I can hear my GW royalties raining in right now. <laughs> Thank you. That was going to be my answer. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> you beat up to it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like that, uh, that, uh, that part of uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, I'm Netflix is the, the one that I've had the longest, so I guess yeah. I'm going to answer with that by default because it was the first one I bought and the one I've paid for for the longest, but I don't Wrong really answer. care Wrong answer. You just anymore. borrow somebody's Netflix account. You don't have to get it's it true. yourself. It's true. Oh, yeah. You know what's been really weird one for me? Disney. Like Disney's the one that I, I cancel the most. I buy it, watch a thing, cancel. Buy it, Coward. watch a thing, cancel. I have not even purchased it yet. I've, I've gotten it as a gift from different like conferences and stuff. Like, <laughs> I haven't even paid for Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus is actually we watch a lot of that around here, and I've actually really enjoyed all like all the superhero shows and, and stuff that and then the behind the scenes stuff. Again, that's you know kind of like a, a comfort thing to where I can. Uh, Actually, well, one Dis- I enjoy watching it, but also. Disney Plus has actually had some pretty good uh, series on there. Like they have like Angel and Buffy on there. Like just there's some ones I did not expect to be on Disney Plus that kind of made me happy to be able to see those again. She the Orville's on there now too. She Hawk, She Hawk is on there. She Hawk, no, Hulk. I saw the first episode of that. I think yeah. it could, it could I enjoyed it. it. We watched. We yeah. actually watched episode two just before coming on the show. And oh wait, good. episode. Oh, it's Thursday. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of short too. But they pack. I think they got a story, and it, it's a good one though. Oh, you know, you just like. Oh, there okay. we go. All right. Uh, so this is even for Adam. Uh, what What will you miss most about summer? Yes, even Adam gets to answer this. What? Because oh, they don't have summers in Australia. The summers there. What, like, well, what it's is winter the here. Right is it just know, like? Uh, is yeah. it more? Is it even hotter there? Is it less comfortable in the summer? More comfortable in the winter for you? Uh, I kind of took over this question. Sorry. I I prefer. I personally prefer winter. Summer in Australia is absurd at times. It's just disgusting mm. at times, and everything catches on fire. Like, so that's that's not good either. Um, but yeah, what I what I miss most about summer, um, waking. Yeah, I like waking up when it's warm. You know that. You know those first couple of hours of the day when it's just like mid mid twenties Celsius. Well, you know it's going to go. Who knows the... how, what temperature that actually is? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't have freedom degrees for you, mate. But, um, the, but you know, it starts off the day. The first couple of hours of, the, of a summer morning, when it's going to be a hot day, are, are beautiful. I love going for a jog or a walk in the morning during summer. It is impossible to miss summer here in Georgia because it is still summer, and it it started being summer like March, and it's going to still be summer <laughs> in October, and then it starts to trail off. For me, because I'm in Canada, summer and winter are vastly different here. Vastly different. And it's weird to say this, but I actually miss yard work when it's not summer. I like having an excuse and a good reason to go outside and actually do work outside, like just just mowing the lawn. Or I will rake up nothing for half an hour sometimes because I wanted to get outside. I have done that. Wild. I'm not the only one that does there it. We go. We're getting we're getting a window that. into <laughs> the dust. <laughs> just imagine what, what I'm going to be like, like forty when years the sun now. Sets at the, at the, uh, <laughs> at the uh, whatever the twelfth parallel, wherever you are. There. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, think I don't know what it is. It's got to be a low so. number, though. Yeah. Oh, right, this is a tough question. Uh, your mid-season prediction for the ITC winner. Ooh. Damn, we have a European evasion currently on the on the list right now. So yeah, 
Well, I'm picking I'm picking someone from the UK to win it this year. Mm. Be that uh, Vic uh, Vijay, um, David Gaylard, or Manny Chima would be my first three picks. Although they might not be. I think David Gaylard is, is number one in the rankings right. at the moment. He is right now. Yeah. 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 He's big. from New Zealand, but he, he lives in the UK. Yeah, so, so we're David picking. Must like a double be... double thing for you then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are we picking like who's going to be top like next month? Or are we picking who's going to be the, the winner, winner at the end? Period. Of end of discussion. Oh, come on, you're, you're throwing your money away if you don't go Siegler. Come on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but what's weird is the Art of War boys have barely played singles this year. They've mostly been playing team events. When you win every event you show up to, you don't. You only got to play the winner. It's true. It's true. Maybe they've got a like a mystical plan to backload like events in the end of the year and just like dun 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 dun. We'll see. I, there could be a master plan at work. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Do you guys Dude, need, if help? He, if he, you need help with who he was on if, the list or like you know? I know who's on the list. Okay. 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 All right. But. And I actually think I think I'm with Adam thinking something from the UK right now because we talked about it earlier too that the UK has had so many big events lately that it's well they still got LGT all... right to go they yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah and they yeah. like they they could potentially they're not going to I'm 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 think but they could potentially win the ITC without even going to the LVO kind of thing that's what we so, talked about right so yeah I... but they, but they're gonna come they're oh gonna yeah come absolutely they're gonna come absolutely. So, if you essentially, if you win the LGT and come top eight at LVO, you've probably locked it up. It's probably mm-hmm. yours. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So which it's, one of those three would do it then? Or is there another uh, dark horse that's not in the top three right so now? I'm, so I'll go David Gaylard because he's a he's a local boy. He comes from New Zealand, which is like hop, skip, and a jump over there. I'm it's, actually it's like, it's like just hours, yonder. It's just over yonder. It's just. It's just I mean, it's you just can just see there. it. Like, I can see his there. house. Wego. <laughs> All right, uh, best. Actor that played Spider-Man. These are really are random. <laughs> They're very random. I, Toby Maguire in the first one was my best Spider-Man. Mm. Was my it's hard favorite. to beat that. Like it was just perfect. Yes. You know, it, was. it is perfect. Perfect Green Goblin as well. Best portrayal of Green Goblin, like hands down. Mm-hmm. Even, even, dude, even Green Goblin in the the new one um, with Tom Holland was the best. Was the best part of that movie. Was William Defoe's you know, Green even, Goblin? Yeah, it's the same Green Goblin. So yeah, yeah. William, William like, Defoe was great. He's just—it's just him. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I can't. I can't go against that. It, you know. You know what the best. Uh, well, the best reason for me for that. My wife is not like she's not a big superhero fan. Like she'll watch them with me. She like, she likes she likes some of them. She's a massive. Spider-Man fan because of Tobey Maguire in that first movie. Hmm. That's the only reason. Like I've showed her like the new Tom Holland ones and stuff. It's like, yeah, he's okay, but it's not Tobey Maguire. So yeah, that's good. Do you guys that's... ever see the the memes of the like old? I think it was like seventies Japanese Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, of course. There's so <laughs> many, so many memes have sprouted from that. I'd love to know who that is and just name them for the for the lols. <laughs> Because they've given so much to meme culture, like they've been, the given, Adam given West Spider Man. It, it, it really is. This, this is a, a incredibly hard question because in each one of those those Spider Man portrayals are like different yeah, elements are, yeah. of Peter Parker that have mm-hmm. that have come from the comics. Like those are direct translations, and then it all came together and and um, the the last one. But I mean, are we counting into the Spider Verse? You know, because oh, sure. oh, that's I mean, that's, this that's is like that is that is the best Spider Man movie. That we've seen is mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse. I mean, just it was very good. 
I watched watch it. Was why? Oh, we're out of time. But I go. That was a tough one, eh? Okay, Paul. Yes. I guess. I guess you can take this one. So I'm gonna start it. <clears throat> How would the Horus Heresy have gone if Sanguinius joined Corn? All right, this is all you, Paul. <sighs> <laughs> this is all you. Two minutes ago, you, <laughs> this whole siege of terror would have never happened. It would have been like, and terror's done. That's what they <laughs> Look, they knew uh, that basically they were the chaos. Uh, Horus was prepared to just run Primarchs into Sanguinius until he ran out of steam, and that was never going to happen. They were basically figuring out who could stand up against Sanguinius. Like, well, we could just like funnel funnel Primarchs into him, and maybe Angron could take him out if Sanguinius has already killed three or four Primarchs by the time he got to him. That was their plan: was to gr- wind Sanguinius down. So there you go. Sanguinius, obviously the best swordsman, the best one, the only one they were all scared of. Going back even to the time on Yulinor, when they're all sitting around talking about, do you know who the Khan is? Like, nobody knows who the Khan is. Khan's like, look. And they're all trying to, they're all talking about how they could beat the Khan. Like, there's there's 10 primarchs around how they could beat the Khan. Sanguinius is in the room. They're trying to pretend he's not there. They're trying to make, make sure he's not even in the conversation. And he had to step up and be like, you don't even know who the Khan is. Like he's he's intentionally shrouded some of this from you. It's not always the voice of reason. They're basically talking about who could beat up the second best guy in the room <laughs> while he's sitting there. That's how much they already knew how bad Sanguinius was. So if Sanguinius had fallen to corn, which would never happen, but if he had fallen to corn, uh, there would be no siege of terror. It would have been the I, the. the do I, I don't, I, again, I'm trying to edit myself a little bit real time because I know I got <laughs> the terror, terror is done. Uh, the emperor, I think, of course, could have put up a, a, a mount, but they would have, I think a chaos would have then shifted. Like, we got to get Horus to, to basically do the, the opposite. They would flipped. Uh, so the Hor- Horus would have put the, uh, the chink in the uh, armor of the emperor and Sanguinus would have finished him off. Terror would have been done in about 20 minutes. Like, there we go. Thanks. That was impressive, Paul. Well done, yeah. Paul. Well done. That was impressive. I think every week we need to get Paul on a soapbox for the last question. I think that's a. Great I was going to talk about chicken sandwiches, but this was much better. <laughs> so, hey, that's our show this week. It has been this again. That's a little palate cleanser we do each and every week. You know, we talk about a lot of a lot of crunchy stats and stuff and we appreciate y'all coming on this journey with us uh it is a pleasure to be with here with y'all each and every week adam richard dustin that is our show y'all got anything to add before we wrap this up enjoy rolling for damage boys have a good event the answer is brandon see you next week like share subscribe five star reviews